Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 75 of the Nerd in the Street podcast. My name is Jacob, and this week I'm joined by Cormac. Hello. Uh, Rooney. Hey there. And Will. Hey. All right, and uh, this is going to be a different episode of the podcast. I know not you guys probably haven't ever heard of this podcast before. Normally, we don't talk about visual novels. That's not exactly within our genre at all that, uh, that the Nerd in the Street podcast normally is. So I just want to give a quick introduction to our viewers for what we're doing. Um, there's a video game called Gatawa Shoujo. That's how I pronounce it. How did you guys pronounce it? Because you probably I know better. Katawa, it's pretty much the exact same. Right, yeah, I would say assume Gatawa yeah, Shoujo. And uh, it is a visual novel. It is also a dating simulator. So we did play. Um, we played Doki Doki Literature Club in a Nerd on the Street video a little while ago. That was a visual novel. But this is not anything crazy like that. This is just legitimately <laughs> a straight up dating sim. So if you're not into that, anyone in the audience. Feel free to just skip to the next episode because this is going to just be the podcast where we talk about a dating sim. Uh, but it, it was a really cool game. I enjoyed playing it. I thought it was it really impressed me and gave me a new um, a new perspective on visual novels in general. So I wanted to talk about it. And these are some people from the Mightcast community who have played it before. Um, so you guys were talking right before we started about how far through it you've gotten. Uh, you want to rehash that? So yeah. Pat- um- I got like I done every ending and even the bad ones because I do up my accident. So, okay, so you uh, have you have one hundred percented it. I have, yeah. Okay. And I mean, obviously, Kenji's ending is the best because he's, <laughs> he's, the, he's the Chad. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and then uh, Will, you said you've only done one of them yourself, and then you've seen two others in video. Yeah, I've uh, I've personally done Lily's route, and I've seen Emmy and Hanako's in a Let's Play. All right, and then Rooney, what have you done? Uh, I, I've done all of them. I, I don't think I did the secret ending you had mentioned before. Okay, but, but you've even, you had, did do the bad routes and stuff too? Um, most of them, yeah. Okay. Did you guys all find this game through the Mightcast, or did you discover it independently on the Mightcast? I uh, discovered it independently myself. Okay. Yeah, same. Um, I, found, I, I found it through the YouTuber who was doing a Let's Play. Okay. What YouTuber was that? It was Chilled Chaos. Okay. Um, so Katao Shoujo is a game, the title literally translates to Disability Girls, apparently. And it's basically, it's a visual novel about a boy in high school who is diagnosed with a heart condition and is transferred to a school for physically disabled children. And he is coming to terms with that condition and also um, romancing one of these five girls that you have the option of pursuing in the game. Um, I found the game through the Mike cast, and it's funny... The Mightcast has always been like a guilty pleasure for me. Like uh, yeah, that's obviously not something you talk about with IRL friends and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and visual novels were kind of the same way for a while, but when they played, they played uh, Doki Doki Literature Club, which was a, a really good game on its own. And I've talked about that in other videos. Like we said, we did a let's play of it. And then when we started the the novel after that, it wasn't even the next one they did was just some weird small novel. It wasn't even that good of a game, but I found myself like actually legit wondering what was going to happen in between episodes of the Mightcast. I was like, huh, I think they've gotten me into visual novels, um, unironically, which was not what I intended when I was watching the Mightcast, but I, uh, Sakatao Shoujo was one of the first games that they played, and I was editing a highlight reel clip of them playing through Hanako's route, and then they were just skipping through so many lines, and I was actually going frame by frame through the recording of theirs, just reading all the lines. I thought, this is stupid, I should just play it myself at this point. Um... So I downloaded it, and then I've played all of the good endings. The only bad ending I've seen was Hanako's, and it was the first ending that I got was Hanako's bad ending. 
Um, so I guess we can start there. All right. So which of you have seen or played Hanukkah's route? Yeah, uh, that'd be me. I, I've it's seen it, but I haven't. I've only seen the good ending. I don't okay. think I. I think I know the bad and neutral ending for Lily because I read up on them, but uh, all the other bad endings I don't know. Okay. Um, you said you played Lily's good ending, right? Yeah. Okay. Lily doesn't even have a bad ending, which I. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Which I also wanted to talk about in a bit, but I got the bad ending for Hanako, and what I did was I, like I said, I was editing the Mikecast's playthrough of Hanako's route, and then I stopped two choices before the end of her route to play it myself, and I copied all of their decisions up until then, and then made the last two decisions myself. And they had made all the right decisions with the help of their chat, and then I immediately screwed it up, apparently, when I went to, to play it myself. Um, yeah. Now... The second to last, I thought that getting the bad ending for Hanako was actually kind of BS because um, have you guys seen any of like the flow charts on how the game logic works? Yeah, yeah, I used one when I was. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, oh no, I never saw that. So I just kind of Hana- as, as much as I probably shouldn't. Sorry. Yeah, no, it's yeah, it's uh, it's le- a legitimate strategy, I guess. Cheating if you don't want to. <laughs> I mean, if you don't want to have to worry about it, I did use I used a playthrough for Rin's route, I think. Um, and then I followed along with the mic casts for most of Hanako's. The second to last ending in Hanako's route. So Hanako is a, I guess we should introduce these girls for people who aren't, uh, who are listening to the podcast who haven't played the game before. So there are five girls you can go after in this game. Like I said, your name is, well, I say Hayaso. His name's actually like Haisao, but I pronounce it the way that Mike pronounced it, um, in his playthrough, which is a mistake, I guess. That was your first mistake. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) As, as usual, Mike tends to mispronounce things. He didn't know what meringue was. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't know what lots of things were. Um, so you, the main character have a heart condition called arrhythmia. And then you're at this school. The school's called Yamaku. Like I said, it's for physically disabled students. And the five girls you can go after, you've got Hanako, Lily, Emmy, Ren, and Shizun. So Hanako is... This is... uh, I wasn't even going to bring this up for a while, but Hanako, I guess her physical disability is that she's got scars on a lot of her body from a fire when she was a child. Now, let's just talk about this right now, because the other characters we've got a blind character a deaf character a character with no arms and a character with no legs and then we've got hanako hanako's disability apparently is that that she's got scars on her but is that actually like do you guys consider that a disability for the like a physical disability because it didn't seem like it physically inhibited her well i mean it, it doesn't but i think also you know, she has like pretty serious anxiety because yeah. of yeah. She yeah, absolutely like, does. like anxiety and PTSD. Like she was bullied yeah. a lot when she was yeah, younger, that so too. she had to kind of go to a place where everyone was a bit, you know, not normal, so she could fit in. Right. Yeah. And she's and still very shy even in that, even in the school. I totally understood that going through Hanako's route, and then I got to Lily's route, and about halfway through Lily's route, you're talking to Shizun's brother, and then Lily mentions that Yamaku does not accept mentally disabled students. And that mm, made me actually, really wonder about what Hanako's huh. doing. I don't remember there. that. Yeah, well, I've that actually, I've got the, I've got the game open right now, so I'll yeah. load up uh, in the library to see what the line was. But go ahead. Yeah, because that that's kind of interesting, also, because if you say they don't accept mentally disabled students, then what is 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 Misha just there to be like Shizune's? Well, Lily's well, Misha's there because she's learning sign language, right? Well, but, but couldn't, couldn't like, somebody she's there, else like, do that? Nothing is wrong with Misha, as far as... Is yeah, anything actually wrong with Misha? Fine. 
Well, yeah, she. Well, when she she's cut off like, her drills, that's that scared me. Well, no, no. Do, well, doesn't she? Isn't she, she have, um, cut her hair that really? That really isn't she like really depressed if you like pursue her, like instead um, of she's she just she just is guilty because the way you pursue her is your it's its own thing. It's more because of the situation that arises. Yeah, okay, it's only okay. it only gives you a bad ending. There's no good Misha ending because yeah, yeah, what yeah, you yeah. do is you're going out with Shizun, and um, Misha is like talking to you, and then you, you say like, oh, yo, let's you know go to Bone Town, and she doesn't, and then she feels really yeah. guilty. So I don't think it's really depression, but I mean it could be. Okay. But again, they don't accept mentally ill students, so I don't know. Right, and mm-hmm. Lily mentions they do accept. Like you don't have to be disabled to go there. So I thought oh, that Misha okay. was just yeah. choosing to go there because she wanted to be a translator, and that was a good place to learn it. I think okay. that's what it was. So now, well I'm, then, uh, I guess that would also clear uh, Hanako too, because I mean she's not technically like physically disabled, but. I guess it's a place that has teachers who are more, I guess, uh, practiced. Like yeah, yeah, more understanding of somebody who's like. Yeah, it I definitely guess, is. Yeah. And, and like, too. there was a scene where Mutao, the the teacher of your homeroom class, Hayaso asks why Hanako is allowed to go and skip class sometimes, and the teacher says, mm-hmm. you know, the students here have special needs. Sometimes, yeah, if your chest was bothering you, you would be allowed to miss class. Um, so, what Hanako needs for her condition is space away from other people, uh, which yeah. is a legitimate thing, but it does sound like a mental thing. So that was something I was worrying, uh, wondering about. I'm going through the library. I don't actually, this is, this game was way longer than I thought. I'm scrolling through all the scenes. I don't actually know which, what the name of the scene was when they were out in the town for the first time. But yeah. Oh, in the cafe with Lily. Um, no, I'm talking in Lily's route. When do you meet? Hanako. Um, no, in Lily's route, when do you oh, meet sorry. Shizun's brother? Oh, oh god. That's that's, like, I, I think that's mid-act four. Yeah, mid-act yeah. four? All right, it's, it's pretty far into it. It's later than I was looking. So is it... No, it's not that one. All right. Yeah, we'll just... Uh, I guess we'll assume for now that if if uh, anyone else wants to skim through for that, but I it was definitely something they said in there, um, but I don't want to spend a bunch of time looking through for one line. But yeah, so we were talking about... Hanako. So her, the second to last choice that you make on Hanako's route is Hanako, for people who haven't played the game, she is basically attached to Lily at the hip. Like they, she never yeah. leaves Lily's side as, as long as Lily is anywhere near her because Lily is one of the only people who is, who's nice to Hanako basically and, and looks past her scars and stuff. Um, well, she is kind of blind, so. That is true. That probably. I think Hanako's kind of like codependent relationship because Hanako does help her a lot as well so it's, yeah. it's, it's good but um, um yeah so in Hanako's route Lily has to leave at some point to go and visit her family back in what was it Scotland that Lily's yeah Scotland. Yes. like her father's from Scotland I think yeah. yeah and then so Lily leaves and as soon as you hear that Lily's leaving you know that like something's gonna happen between you and Hanako as soon as she leaves um mm. but the second, so you're standing out with Hanako, watching Lily leave, and this is after, like, you're preparing for Lily to leave for a couple days, and Lily's telling you to take care of Hanako and everything. Lily gets in a taxi cab and drives away from the school, and you're standing here with Hanako, waving her away. About two seconds after that, you get a choice, and you can either invite Hanako into the town, or you can call it a day. And mm. you've already been... My logic, when I made the decision... I chose to call it a day because you're already have been hanging out with Lily that day. 
you know that Hanako doesn't really like being around other people, and her her anchor to the world, Lily, just left, not like a day ago, not a couple days ago, but not even an hour ago, five seconds ago. So I thought it would be bad form to invite Hanako into the city around lots of other people immediately after after her anchor just left. So I chose to, to call it a day. And then the next choice you get, a couple days go by, Hanako's birthday is coming up, and Hanako always gets depressed around her birthday, which you find out why in the game. And then you call Lily to get advice, basically, on like what you should do about Hanako. And when you call Lily, Lily basically tells you... What does she she tell you, basically? Like, she basically, uh, says, she, she like, basically says, like, uh, you need to treat her a bit more like an adult. Right, like, yeah. don't treat but, her... Yeah, don't treat her like something fragile... But more yeah, like a, yeah, yeah. just a regular person. And uh, I just want to want to be clear here. Uh, I think that Lily's call happens. I think it happens before, but I'm not sure. Before what? Before the birthday. Uh, before the birthday. Oh, no, yeah. Wait, I, I think, I think I it. That up. Yeah. It might, it's probably before the day of the birthday. It's it's around that time. I think. Yeah. yeah because um. Oh, is it? I'm trying to remember if it was Hanako's route or Lily's route. But I know that it, at one point, like, her birthday. I. I Cause like I think, cause she's away for birthday, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, it was, yeah, before. Right, Lily is gone during Hanako's birthday. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So the call's somewhere around there, and then you get a choice on the phone. Lily's telling you, here's what you should do to make Hanako, or not make Hanako better, but to to improve the situation with Hanako, possibly bring her out of her room where she shut herself in, and you can either agree with Lily, or trust your own instincts, and. In the Mike cast recording, Mike wants to trust his own instincts really bad, even though everyone's telling him that's the worst thing you can do. Shocker. Uh, yeah. And, <laughs> and if you trust your own instincts... Mike, don't trust yourself. That is the wrong decision. The correct decision mm-hmm. is to agree with Lily in the game. Um, yeah, and I, I did agree with Lily in the game. I clicked agree with Lily, and you know what the next words out of Hayaso's mouth were? What? Try as I might, I can't find myself to agree with Lily. <laughs> and at that point it's that I, that was some real bs i thought and then i ended up getting a bad ending with hanako screaming at me to get out of her room when i was trying to check up on her and then it's like all right that's over and then the game ended and the credits rolled with no music i was like what just happened because yeah. i chose the right decision at the last one but the second to last decision if you choose the wrong one then your choice for the last yeah. decision yeah. doesn't matter at all um, exactly it, it seems like they should have waited it the opposite way Right, yeah. or like, don't give you the last option if you choose the wrong option second to last, or like have a redemption. I mean, you should be able to at least get a neutral ending, agreeing with Lily's advice, because whether or not you're going to try and and help Hanako when she shut herself in her room seems like a different and possibly more important decision than whether or not to invite Hanako on a date. Like I said, literally five seconds after you've already been hanging out with her and both of your friends just left. Um, yeah. So it seems kind of like, why is the game still pushing this this message if we've already apparently screwed up so bad? And why wasn't that message made more clear earlier? But ha- did any of you guys stumble across that ending? I I think some of you said you only did the good innings. I, I think my first time playing through, I, I did do that. Okay. And and then I was like, oh, oh this, this, this does not seem right. Yeah. Yeah, it, I think, and I think that kind of brings up maybe the inherent like one of the inherent flaws of the logic of the game because 
honestly, like, it's a relatively simple visual novel compared to others because there are lots that have, like, huge branching decision chains and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, there's, there's a yeah. decision every hour and, and, and like, it, only have, like, two choices. Yeah, in, right. in this case, it's a very simple tree, which so I think also... It, that's what, And that's one of the reasons why I used a, um, a whatchamacallit, a walkthrough, because... I want to say when I was originally playing it, I was just doing it normally, like without any walkthrough. But then I accidentally got myself on Emmy's route, and I didn't want to do that oh, because really oh, e- Emmy, yeah. Emmy's route is yeah. the is 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 the most obnoxious because really you are locked into either Emmy or ri- not like not like narratively, but like it's the most obnoxious with the logic because oh. if you decide not to like stop running when you're running with Emmy, yeah. Then you're locked into. I think either you can, you have to go with either Emmy or Rin. I don't know yeah. if you can. I want to yeah, say you same. can go for both, it, but and I just like I thought that was really stupid because it was like such an obvious decision. Like, yeah, I'm gonna keep running. Like, I don't want to stop. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, we got the heart condition thing, man. Like, because I wanted you, to go. You do get then. lazy if you don't. And then I yeah, and and, and, and and another problem is like his style does become kind of like just a lazy like he just he sort of becomes obnoxious if you if you decide to like not make certain decisions even though like it's because you want to do a certain route and uh, that's just i mean that's a limitation of the game itself right i mean is that it might just be a limitation of the genre although it sounds like you guys have more experience with these types of games than i do because i was thinking i wasn't sure if like the hanako thing i i wasn't sure if i should be mad at the game or just if this is it you know obviously visual novels you make a choice but then sometimes the choice doesn't do exactly what you thought it would do um and in real life you have a lot more options obviously than just a, an a or b thing i think it's kind of it is a bit sham obnoxious because like I've, I've played a lot of rpgs and like i don't really i haven't really done any visual novels before kind of showed you i did like maybe okay. two or three years ago and it was the first one i had i ever encountered and it was kind of weird the about how little choice you already got and how sparse the choices were it's a, it's a great game like i love it but it's, it's... still Really funny you say that because I was here thinking it was it had a ton of choices, but the only game I had really played firsthand other than that was DDLC, which of course none yeah. of the choices matter at all. So then yeah. this compared to that was like wow they wrote five different endings um, as opposed <laughs> to one. There was so when you make the wrong choice the second to last Hanako route, and then you basically the last decision doesn't matter. Your character just ignores what you're saying there was one other time when that happened in the game and it was i think it was shizun's route i'm scrolling through my notes um i think it was the very first decision of or it was one of the earlier decisions let me see if i can find it here does anyone else remember a time when it just ignored you hmm. i'm trying to think i kind of jumped through uh shizun's route just because i was not a fan you know the one the routes that i thought that i would be the least a fan of i ended up liking the most and vice versa i was looking the most forward to hanako and rin and then i ended up hanako's route just like scarred me as the first one i had attempted (laughs) myself and then i got this girl screaming in my face and then rin's route i was disappointed with for other reasons um rin's too i think like hanako's shy but rin's just kind of like yeah i was go ahead I, I, I straight I kind of stayed away from Shizune's route because like I honestly just didn't like her as a character because I mean she's just kind of like rude to someone yeah, like Hanako bitch, who's like oh yeah <laughs> well who's like a nice person once but, they like, once they cause Hanako's I don't know what to call it her episode in Hanako's route I th- saw remorse on their faces I don't think they're actually bad people but I was yeah. definitely like Shizune's route was the last one I played for sure I didn't want to get myself into that until it was the only route I hadn't played yet. 
That's really, that's weird, because it was the first one I played. It was, um, the way I play games normally like this, like RPGs or like VNs, is um, I'll play them naturally first, doing decisions that I'd always okay. do. Yeah. And then I'll, like, get every other ending. But Shardun, I just kind of, like, I think it was just more by chance. Because I actually got the bad ending for her the first time because I decided to sleep with Misha. Because I was like, oh, oh yes, yeah. I'll, I'll get away Quick from question. Shardun. She's so, she's so bossy. Go is on. there actually an adult scene if you choose to to comfort Misha? Or is that just uh, Yes, I think there is. Yeah, there is. I okay. There is. I didn't even go near that, but I was, like, I was wondering if they actually put one in or if it would just end. But you can continue. Yeah, well, it, it ends after that scene, like, right. it's just kind of, which is disappointing because Misha's the only kind of main character you can't really romance, which is yeah a bit of a pain. And, well, apart from Kenji, I actually kind of, like, would have liked a Kenji, I don't, I'm not gay, but, like, it would have been good to have, like, like another <laughs> another uh, thing to do, because he's, like, yeah. obviously a child, but, Hiding yeah. in a nuclear shelter. <laughs> oh, yeah, like, not being able to see anything and, like, you know, crying about the the feminist or whatever, whatever he shouts about. I, I do find it funny. But, um, yeah, it is just very weird how Misha is not, you're not able to kind of romance her. She kind of, she immediately feels guilty and then, like, kind of breaks all contact with you. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if Misha, if, like, I don't know if she was actually ever interested in you that is the problem with that. Like, I, she, Misha, in, uh, in Shizun's route, there's a character named Misha who is Shizun's translator, uh, like we mentioned. And then you find out that Misha likes Shizun and then is jealous of you because right. Shizun, Shizun is your girlfriend in this route once you get far enough. So then I didn't feel like there was ever... I. That's one of the reasons I didn't choose that option in that route because I didn't think that Misha actually liked me. I wasn't sure if that was like some kind of trick or if Misha was... Obviously, afterwards, you find out Misha was just legit depressed about the situation. But, um, but yeah, I don't know if it would make sense to romance her since... She, I don't know if she's ever actually into you or not. Do you think she actually was? I don't think so. I think it was kind of like a lapse yeah. of judgment she had. Yeah, and I think that's that's one of the reasons why it's a, considered a bad ending because yeah. it's it's not like at least from an uh, from the writer's perspective, it's not meant to be. Yeah, they didn't really they didn't design the character yeah. of Misha to be in love with you. It was more that she was she's there to help you get closer to Shazun with the whole teaching his own language, you know. Um, right. But yeah, no. Uh, I can't, like, uh... Oh, go ahead. Oh, did you not play? You didn't play Shizun, you said, actually. Um, yeah, no, so what happens is Shizun's deaf, obviously, and once you get far enough down the route, maybe, like, Act 2 or 3, Misha, you can talk to Misha and ask her to teach you sign language, which really impresses Shizun. That's how you get the good ending. And that's how you get closer to Misha, and that's where you get the opportunity to be able to uh, romance her. But not successfully, obviously, because it's always a bad ending if you decide to go that route. So it's just, um... Yeah, so it's, it's basically that's why Misha's there and why she's important in the story. Just kind of clarify for you if you didn't play Shazoo. I found the other uh, the other choice I was thinking about that doesn't let you choose it, basically. It's a little different, but it is, I think, the first choice on Shazoo's route, which is like the first choice in the game. Um, you're having lunch with Shazoo and Misha because Shazoo's the class rep, so she's showing you around the school. And then you have three options. You can like ask her about the book club, which is how you get to Hanako. Uh, you can ask her about, I don't know, something else. And then the third option is ask about Shizun's deafness um, if you're trying to get to Shizun herself. But if you click that, then Hayasa says, that's not really something I can ask about, is it? And then carries on in conversation. So obviously, at least the game is taking into its logic that you're wanting to know about Shizun. But that was another one where you click on it and it doesn't do what the button said it would do. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's that's <clears throat> that's kind of like the Fallout Four problem where it doesn't do what you want it to do. Yeah. Which is and yeah. I uh, when the game ignored me on Hanako's route, it was toward it was toward the bad end. So at that point, I was worrying I had screwed up. Like, all right, is the game ignoring me a, a sign that I'm on the bad end? How did that happen when this is the first choice? Um, but yeah, I I was on the lookout for the Kanji ending because I played Shizune's route last. So the order I did was Hanako because I watched the Mike Cast play Hanako, so I knew that route. The second one I did was Emmy because I knew it would be easy to get onto that route. And there was um, a chatter in the Mikecast stream that said something like, somebody mentioned, oh yeah, Emmy was my first route. And then this person said, Emmy is everybody's first route because one choice gets you onto her route, and that choice is to be healthy. Um, yeah. So of course it's going to be... The funniest thing is I chose not to be healthy because like, <laughs> I'm a piece of shit. Oh, huh. I'm thinking I'm not great. Who did you get first then? I got Shazun first. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Emmy was second because I actually like I kind of regretted not going with her because Shazoom was just so stuck up and uptight, but yeah. not in a nice way. Like Leash is just like, oh Jesus, she just she just takes it out of you. But um, yeah, no, Emmy was my second, but everyone like likes Emmy. Yeah, I know. I I know it sounds weird, but after Hanako's route, even uh, so, even after her bad end, and then I went back and fixed it after I looked up what I had done wrong, and then got the good ending. Hanako's ending. It was, I mean, I'll just, maybe not the ending, but the adult scene for Hanako is, it felt really uncomfortable to me. Did it make anyone else yeah. uncomfortable? Yeah. 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 It, it was, like, even just, like, of course, I wasn't experiencing it, and I was watching it on YouTube, right. so it was, like, censored. Yeah. But even then, like, in context, it was just, like, it felt really weird, because right. so, it, it, it sort of shatters, like, the the idea you have of, like, Hanako as a character, Right. And I don't know. It's what happens in this route is that um, if you make the correct decisions and and Hanako feels that you're legitimately trying to get to know her as a person and not just trying to babysit her, then she opens up to you and she has seen your scar from your heart surgery already. So she decides to show you her scars and explain what happened with. I think she already explained what, how she got them, but she basically shows you her scars, which are mm -hmm. on like most of half of her body. And then at that point, she's taken a lot of her clothes off, and then there's no choice at this point, but the main character decides to take that opportunity to have sex with Hanako at that point. Um, yeah, it's kind of like she opens up to him, and then he just kind of goes right. with Just yeah. immediately. It, yeah. And, yeah. and even then, like, Hanako's, like, her her, her, her uh, age scene is, like, honestly, probably the more uh, explicit of the ones in the game and it's which is really a strange choice because at least the ones that i i know of from lily's route like they're pretty tame yeah yeah well she is tame to be fair she's a bit conservative herself right like emmys yeah, are all right there they're very <laughs> oh 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 actually how could i forget about that one never mind sorry yeah, forget what i said that was but that's 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 more comedic than anything right. it's less yeah, like pornographic was. After the the trauma that was Hanako's route, I the next one I did was Emmy's route, and it like it did a great job at cheering me up. I had a lot of fun on her yeah. route, just because yeah. the entire thing was fast paced make, and fun. Go ahead. You can kind of mess up in the in your house, I think, where you make one bad decision. But yeah, that, everything's, everything's really good. You got to give her a little bit of space, which is yeah, yeah. The opposite of what you got to do in Hanako's route, apparently. Yeah. Um, but apparently just about reading the <laughs> situation there is if you mess up in uh, emmy's house there is a redemption choice later for that route though you can ask misha for advice later and then get back on the good ending i read oh i didn't know that 
Huh. I just went straight to the bar because I'm ah. like incompetent. <laughs> <laughs> I did that for everyone. I uh, most people got the bad ending first, and then the good ending. Yeah, I um. So I, I did Amy's route pretty much blind, but I knew it was going to be easy. And then I did Lily's route blind as well. And when I did Lily's, I was actually trying to get to Ren's because Ren intrigued me during Emmy's route. So I was trying to get Ren, accidentally got onto Lily's route, and then decided to just go with it. About 10 times throughout Lily's route, I thought that I was about to see a bad ending. And then it just yeah. kept... I ended up getting the good ending, and yeah. it turned out there was no bad ending. There's a, a good and a neutral. I got the good, but I kept on thinking that I was going to get the bad because it just... Dramatic stuff kept happening, and it felt like it was going to be the end of the game soon, over and over. You really have to tiptoe around Lily because of her, like, of her, like, kind of reclusiveness and her relationship with Hanako. Like, it's very hard to be. It's just, it's very scary. Too stressful. Yeah. The the in, the interesting thing to me about uh, Lily's route is that when you're on it, it's actually a better Hanako route. Yes. Yeah. Hanako is it. so much better off. She's like making friends. And yeah. there, there was one thing that I read that I didn't think about until I read someone on Reddit saying this, but Hanako, somebody online thought that maybe in Lily's route, Lily and Hayaso didn't give Hanako as much attention as they maybe should have. Because when they ask Hanako, hey, you know, we're your two closest friends, but now we're together. Are you okay with this? You don't feel like we're cutting you out. And Hanako says something to the effect of, I decided that as long as my friends are happy, I'm happy. Which is about the same thing that Sayori said in Doki Doki Literature Club 24 hours before she hung herself. Um, oh, yes. no. But then, obviously, it, that's not what's going on in Katawa Shoujo. Hanako seems to be actually okay. And yeah, it definitely yeah. seemed like she was way better off in Lily's route than she was in her own. Yeah, it seems like the, the relationship between Hizao and Lily kind of gives her like the jump start she needs. Yeah, and it was really yeah, nice to see. Yeah. Um, speaking of hanging yourself, there were three times throughout the game that I found that uh, suicide is mentioned at all. One of them was in Emmy's route, surprisingly enough, and you're talking to Emmy's mom and after Emmy runs off and is ha having her thing, and you, if you make the correct decision to give her space, you're talking to her mother and you're saying, I don't know if Emmy can do this alone, and her mom says, obviously she can. If she couldn't, she would have killed herself or done something equally as melodramatic. I, I don't know if those are the exact words, but it's basically that. So that was interesting. And then the other two, let's see. One of them was on Rin's route, obviously. And what did you guys think about Rin's route as a whole? I did, I just did it out of necessity. I didn't actually like Rin as a character. Yeah. Like, she, she's a nice person, but, like, it's just... So Rin is, Rin is the yeah. one with no arms. Like, she's got stubs for arms, and apparently, like, she was born like that. Um, there's mm -hmm. a backstory online about why she was born like that, but she's never had arms. She's an artist, though, and she paints using usually her feet yeah. yeah she's actually very good at it as well <laughs> well i actually i personally don't like that style that she was painting in at all like the there's a lot of that in like okay, yeah i don't want to say graffiti but like pop art and stuff um but i personally don't like More that whole like style. disfigured people just kind of yeah like i i like abstract art but it didn't it's it was like too not abstract to be abstract and then it was too abstract to make sense as yeah um but in Rin's route she's going through and she's trying to be a painter and then that's the only route that you meet this art teacher who ends up being a giant jerk i feel like 
but who let's see did you guys i missed it who has experienced rinse route in one way or another i have uh, I, I did it okay yeah my memory is not great you've got this art teacher basically pressuring rin super hard to be a good artist and rin wants to be a good artist for most of her route and she's got this opportunity to put on like an art show or to make a bunch of art for an art show and this art teacher is is pressing her and at one point you're talking to this art teacher and the owner of the art gallery and they're talking about this person that rin reminds them of really well um, that they knew when they were a kid and then they're talking about how he was a, a prodigy against all odds just like rin um and then the art teacher says unfortunately he took his own life uh, eventually and that seemed like like in emmy's route her mom was literally saying emmy's not going to kill herself so there was no real danger there but in rin's route that actually seemed like foreshadowing because rin was closing herself off more and more from you during the route and then you're talking about this person that was just like rin that the teachers know and they say oh yeah and then that person committed suicide and you're seeing basically yeah. what seems like the same thing happening to rin yeah the art teacher um I, I hated him, Nimoya or whatever. Did you hate him the whole time or just at the end? Kind of at the end because he was, he was just kind of pushing okay. her really, really hard. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually... Like she couldn't handle it. Yeah, he seemed super nice. I was totally fine with him for most of it. And then after Rin, basically Rin messes up at her art show and everyone's asking her questions about her art. Her thing is she's good at art. She enjoys art. But when people try to talk to her about it, she's not great with words. So she gets really nervous at her art show. And yeah, she can't really express herself. Right. Um, which she expresses herself through art, but yeah, she, she ends up running off during her art show. And then the teacher's not even like, the teacher's a little mad at her for that, but then he's trying to convince her that she can save her career after this when she doesn't really care. She's just like, all right, that was not a good experience. I don't want to do that again. And then after she says she, she's basically done, she doesn't want to do another art show, that kind of thing. Then the art teacher just snaps and and yells at her a ton and telling her she'll never be an artist she's not a real artist and and then ends up leaving the room and at that point he i couldn't it was that was pretty terrible um yeah that was cause he i think it was because didn't he allow her to like miss classes for a whole tri for a yeah. whole semester yeah something like that basically and, almost uh, whole semester yeah but it, i feel like he thought that he owned her after that that he was that she was kind of beholden to him which i feel was kind of unfair to her yeah, I don't know if missing class, like, I I liked the idea of his character through in the earlier in the route. Like, okay, here's the art teacher. I think, I don't know how much, like... supportive, but I think he was just kind of, he viewed her as kind of, like, he wanted her to be something she wasn't. Yeah, oh, I mean, he definitely did, and that came out in the end. But, like, the, the scene right before that happens, where the art teacher comes into the science teacher's classroom and tries to pull Hayaso out of class. And it's like a stare down between the art teacher and the science teacher. I loved that. I was like, yeah, that was good. I think everyone in high school who did some, like there are, there are different kinds of teachers and you've got those, those different types of teachers that, that kind of stand off against each other. Um, it's always good to kind of watch the, watch how it plays out. Yeah. Um, and I, I didn't even think that Rin missing school was necessarily that bad, but yeah, when she was, was shutting herself off from us and telling us not to visit her, and then it was clear the teacher was ignoring some, some pretty big signs, and there's literally a chapter in her route called self-destruction. Um, yeah, it's clear that's not a, a good thing going on. Yeah, and even, like, when you confess your love to her in Act 3, uh, she kind of, she's like, oh, I don't really want to think about this right now. And it kind of devolves into... Like a weird kind of silent relationship. 
like I said, after Rin's route or after uh, Amy's route, who the the girls are kind of paired off. Like we said, we've got Lily and Hanako hang out, and then Amy and Rin sort of are paired together, although not as much. And then Shizune and Misha are always <laughs> together. After Emmy's route, I was really excited to play Rin's route, and then I tried to get onto it, got Lily's instead. I ended up saying, all right, Rin is such a confusing person, you can tell just from the first act of the game when you're picking out who you want to romance, basically. And I decided I'm I'm either not going to find out how to get her route, or I'm going to screw up while I'm on it, because she's so confusing. So that was one that I actually looked up a, a walkthrough. And I don't know if that took away some of my enjoyment of it, because I was checking myself um, on the, the choices that I was making. But I I was looking really forward to Rin's route because I thought she's such a, a mysterious person, but we're going to find out what's like what's going on in her head, right? We're going to get to know her. And then it felt like at the end of her route, we actually didn't get to know her at all. Like she's still... No, it was kind of like kind of fizzled out, didn't it? Just as mysterious as the beginning. And that maybe that's part of the, the theme, but... Even the last the last line of her route, so all this stuff with the art show happens, everything's going to crap, the teacher yells at her, you know, she's not in the art club anymore, and now she's just behind in school and has nothing going for her, just like us in that route, incidentally. We, the main character that you play as is very well off in, like, Hanako's route and Emmy's route, like, okay, we're going to be a scientist. Um, and then you get to Rin's route, and we just don't know what we're going to do with our life at the end of it. But the last line of of Rin's route right after everything goes wrong is Rin turns around to you and says, hi, so what's the word for when it feels like everything is going to be okay. And it, it just felt like that came out of left field. Like obviously everything's not okay right now. There's, yeah. Cause this is, this is during the, this is just after her like failure as an artist. Right. Like that's not to say everything won't eventually be okay, but it just felt like a really, like the writing, it mm-hmm. felt like there was not a resolution there. And then they just wrote literally one line that was like, and everything's fine. The end. Which it, it's weird because I, I dislike it, but it also fits Rin's character very well. So yeah. I'm kind of torn. That's why I didn't like Rin as a, as because I feel like she's too blunt towards people. She, you know, how she'll ask you like immediately, "What's wrong with your heart?" Stuff like that. I kind but of liked same, that a little bit. Kind it of like was, the assertiveness. It would, yeah. yeah. I mean, not even necessarily assertiveness. I mean, like Shizune is assertive, but Rin is just that's true, like that's aloof. True. Like she's well, not. She, yeah. Go ahead. Well, I mean, a part of her character is that she's blunt, I guess. Yeah. So it, she she's aloof, but then when you try to talk to her, she's very blunt. But I mean, I, I don't know, like it. I, I guess that's sort of just a part of either her appeal or her lack thereof, depending on your yeah, own preferences. You like. She's blunt, except she talks in circles, and that's like that's the opposite the, of blunt. True. She, she wants like straight answers from you, but she won't give you straight answers. Right, and sometimes it seems like she wants to give straight answers, but she literally doesn't know how to. Um, yeah, she's just kind of. She's yeah, she's just not able to. She's just she doesn't know how to express herself. Oh, yeah. if it's not through art. And there was, I thought maybe the like the theme of her route is you don't have to understand someone to be to be friends with them or whatever. And one of the last lines in her route too is we ask her. I think we ask her, "Do you love me?" And she says, "I don't know." And it's like, all right. And that's yeah, one of the last lines of the route right now. Right. Um, but one of the choices in her route is I want to dot dot dot. And one of the choices is understand Ren, and the other choice is support Ren. Now, if the point of that route, if the message of that route is that you don't have to understand someone to like them, then you sh- you would think you would have to click support. Um, I wanted to choose understand because I actually did want to understand Rin, and that is the correct choice. 
um, is choosing to understand Rin. So you're supposed to want to understand her, but then you're supposed to just be okay with not by the end. But, but yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just a very weird thing. Like I, 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 um, I view Rin as kind of a, like a red herring. Like she's, she's not really the most fulfilling character in the game. Even though she should be with her, because she's like an artist and she's she's able to do all this great things. Yeah, I was waiting for like a really, I was waiting for a big message about like art, and then there it didn't come. Um, so mm-hmm. I was a little disappointed about that. I think if my expectations were lower, like if I had stumbled onto her route first, I might have liked it better. Then I guess I kind of built it up a bit. Um, but yeah, and then I did find the third time that suicide was mentioned was in Chizun's route when you're talking to Misha. Um, I don't have the specific line written down, but Misha was the other one that said something like direct about suicide. But yeah, I I think in the original game, like the beta, mm-hmm. she does kill herself. Oh, who ran? Uh, Misha? no, Misha. Misha. Wow. Uh, like the I heard about that. People call it the pre-alpha on Reddit, because um, I there were some pictures of Hanako mm-hmm. earlier, and she like apparently really liked heights in the the older version of the game, and Misha actually. That would probably change the ending then, wouldn't it, if Misha killed herself? Yeah, I, I think it's like uh, she kills herself regardless, oh. and then the good ending is that you, like, name your kid after her. Oh, wow. Okay. Huh. Yeah. Huh. So it definitely changed a bit. Yeah. yeah. She, she always seems so upbeat, though, so I guess like, she could be yeah. like a proper depression. Okay, well, yeah, it's from the wiki. Uh, in the beta version, she commits suicide after being heartbroken over Shizune and Hisao's relationship. In the good ending, Shizune and Hisao deal with the trauma and consider naming a child after her. Okay. Yeah. And then, do you know the bad ending? I, uh, I, I don't know. Okay. I, I, I assume in the bad ending, because it's the bad ending for Shizune's route, you just don't, you're not together. Right. I guess I like, must just fall. That might make you fall apart. I might download the beta version if I can find it. And yeah, yeah. I'd love that to download another version if it's available anywhere. I didn't see it on their website, but it might be somewhere else. I'm sure it'll be somewhere like maybe even on a torrent site or something because they don't really take stuff down. Yeah, because it's free. Anyway. Um, yeah, it seemed seemed like the developers kind of they toned down that, and then also like the Hanako thing. The reason why the developers took away her like of heights is because they felt it was too like edgy um and they wanted mm-hmm. hanako to be more of a quiet person and not for people to get caught up in oh this person is making a big deal out of this even though she ne- wouldn't necessarily have been it might seem that way if she's always hanging around heights because i think in the in the pre-alpha the beta when you meet hanako for the first time rather than being in the library you're on the roof for whatever reason and then you come across hanako sitting on the outside of the fence and then you think she's about to kill herself, but really she just likes heights. Yeah. Um, That's kind of, I think they replaced that with you and Kenji in the first act where is that you a, get the bad end okay. and you fall off and you die. Yeah. Um, okay, so the Kenji ending, we can, we can take a moment to talk about that. So, like we said, there's five girls you can romance and one you can't. Uh, there's also this... I'll call him a roommate, even though he's like your dorm neighbor because the dorms are yeah, single like in this. Kind of. And his name's Kenji, and he is a whack job. Um, <laughs> and it's it was kind of weird because this game was made by a group that calls themselves Four Leaf Studios, but they they were like they're from 4chan, right? This was a group of people on 4chan who got together yeah. and decided to make this. 
Yeah, I think the the concept for the game came from somebody posting on 4chan or a related site, and they, I guess the uh, Four Leaf Studios are kind of met from the 4chan community. Yeah. So, um, so then where was I? Oh, right. So Kenji is you. Some see him as an embodiment of 4chan because he is like anti-feminism just conspiracy theories out the wazoo jet fuel can't mount steel beams oh, that yeah. you know um and he's like it, he mentions building like a bunker that's kind of funny right he uh he doesn't go outside when other people are outside he steals books from the library to fight the power that controls the library so he's just insane but then mm-hmm. in the the first act of the game is just meeting all the girls and then basically picking out which one you're going to go after. And after the first act, you're once the second act starts, you're locked into which character you're pursuing. Apparently, if you can... This is the way I understand it, is if the game can't tell who you're going after, or if you make bad decisions and you, like there's you're not going after anyone, then you end up with a bad ending at the end of Act 1, where Kenji pushes you off a roof and you die. Is... Yeah. So, Go what ahead. happens? Are, are, are you, you pushed? Do you I think fall? you've got to fall. It's not, it's not intentional. Well, I, I read. I read that he was drunken, but the drunken yeah, he... was in quotes, and the person typing it seemed to doubt that. So that's that's. It's kind of contested because what happens is if you don't kind of lock into a female, uh-huh. what happens is uh, Ken, you, Kenji will invite you up to his his quote unquote fort on right. the roof. That he's and hiding no from other... everyone who's gathering for the festival. Exactly. And you've no other like romantic interest here, like, yeah, whatever, I'll go up. Yeah. So then he has like this whole manly picnic thing, you drink some whiskey. Right. And um, the game, I think it kind of implies you're drunk, but it's not that much whiskey, but again, you have a heart condition, so I d I don't know how that affects something. Yeah. But you basically listen to conspiracy theories and um he leans towards you, I think, beside the edge and you kinda you lean back what that causes you to fall over and die. I think it's the only time you die in the game, right? It's the only death you have? Uh, yeah. It's the only real death. Yeah, there are some scares elsewhere. Um, but yeah, yeah you don't actually die anywhere else. Um, but that's like the worst ending, kind of. Has anyone actually seen that firsthand, or have we just talked about it? No, yeah, I saw uh, it first time. I okay, think I went up and did it, yeah. Okay, uh, here's a question for you just while we're on the topic. Is that... it? Obviously, you die, and this game in general is a pretty... It's It's a... I don't want to call it real, but like it's got some emotion to it. It takes itself seriously, which is good. Yeah. yeah is those... the Kenji ending, or as since Kenji dresses a little like Harry Potter, I've heard some people call it the Harry Potter ending. Is that something that, in the right context, could be made funny in any way, or is it just so bad that it's not going to be funny in any context? Well, it's I mean, it's funny in a really absurd way if you yeah, think okay. about it. It, it, because it's just the medium itself being a visual novel. Right. And I'm not gonna call the I'm not gonna call Katawa Shoujo lighthearted because it's certainly not. But it's like definitely not the the idea of your character just straight up dying, not even right. just like failing to pursue any of these characters, but just you know falling off a building is is funny yeah. in a in a weird way. Uh, the reason I'm asking is because I'd really like to shoehorn this game into Nerd on the Street's next Extra Life stream, and most of the people there don't, they, they're not the kinds of people who play visual novels. Um, so they're not going to know what's going on. I thought about having us play DDLC, but I, we already did a Let's Play of that. So I was thinking I could set up these people 
with Katawa Shoujo and tell them, all right, our goal is to make the worst decisions possible, and we need to get with this crazy guy and see oh, what's going to happen good. then. You think that would <laughs> that could work and would not just kill the atmosphere? I think, oh, it depends, actually. Yeah, it could kind of kill the atmosphere. But if, <laughs> I mean, that game, is not, you don't play it to have fun. You play it to kind of... If we were if we were playing it seriously, absolutely. Like I would not have us play through like Hanako's route on Extra Life as a fun thing. But I'm yeah. thinking like we intentionally take it as lighthearted as we can by trying to talk about what the worst choices could be. Yeah, I guess you could do that. And I guess you can kind of laugh at his conspiracy theories and stuff. Um, yeah, this is very I, funny. I mean, to your I, 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 mean I, the, think, the, I think it would probably work. Yeah, I'd say so. But uh, I mean, it depends. Like I don't know how. Like. You can only be on Kenji's route if you like fail by the end of the the first act. Oh right? yeah, 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 yeah. So that's that you avoid like some of the serious decisions and everything's still pretty like it's still not as like dire or anything. So I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, like, you can get on like completely accident. Like, go ahead. You can get on Kenji's route just by accident, just by kind of making natural decisions that you yeah. think are right. That was why I didn't, uh, that's why I looked up a, a guide for Rin's route, was because I, I did not want to accidentally get on Kenji's route. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I'm getting into Rin territory, I'm going to be making some weird choices, so I do not want to accidentally go down that path. Um, and, yeah, there were a couple times, alright, yeah, Shizune's route, I thought that there was like a later Kenji ending I might have accidentally stumbled onto a couple of times, because Shizune's route is the one where you actually get a they call it a, a cg but it's like there was an actual art piece of kenji and shizun's route right or was that someone else's route uh does I anyone know what i'm talking about you're see. talking to you're talking to kenji in the courtyard which you do in a couple of routes but then there was one route where it actually like the screen changes you know what i'm talking about with but when i say yeah. art piece like there was yeah, actually was yeah there was a cg of kenji at, like he took his glasses off and then it goes to yeah. this and then, like the music gets weird. Did, did anyone else? Do you yeah, know I, that I'm. Is? I'm actually looking at that right now. Yeah, I was. I got that. I, I for the rest of that route, I was. I was just avoiding Kenji at all costs. Um, but yeah, let's see. Yeah, yeah I see. Go ahead. I kind of went into the game blind. Um, I think I heard about it on the internet box. I heard about it through Mike. I'm fairly sure somehow back when you know the ip was still thing RIP. yeah and um what was i gonna say basically like i went into the whole game blind so mm -hmm. that's why i did shizun first even though she's a bit of a you know she's a bit stuck up and that's why i actually got the kenji right just purely by accident oh but were you trying to like avoid shizun after you already got her or was it just just completely random yeah what happened was like i went for shizun first and uh -huh. i did her right i was like okay, I'll, I'll, oh, okay. I'll do something with misha or something so I stayed away from Shazun, but the only way you get to Misha is through, through Shazun. Shazun. Right. So I got to Kenji, I was like, oh yeah, I'll go up and have a picnic with him, like, that'd be grand. And then, you know, it, yeah. uh, it, all went to, went, it all went to hell. Even my blind routes weren't 100% blind, I guess, because the I did edit the mic cast most of their Hanukkah playthrough before I downloaded the game, and they attempted to pick um, someone who wasn't romanceable at all first in their beginning of their stream and then they looked up a list of romanceable characters um it was that they kept calling her 200 percent dark chocolate and i every time they said that in the mic cast recording i like she's got a slight tan that's it yeah yeah <laughs> uh and at one point your character even says like she's slightly tans i was like it it's canon that she's not uh not 
200% dark chocolate like the Mycast kept calling her, but that's just how the Mycast is. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> the music was really good in this game. Oh, it's fantastic. Oh, was, it, like, yeah. Yeah. First thing you notice. Yeah. It's not going to change, though. You're like, oh, no, what's happening? You're like, right. Yeah, I'm just... Yeah. Um, I kept... Eventually, I started pausing every time the music changed to see what they were called because I wanted to memorize the names. And yeah, when some of them come on, like Moment of Decision or cold iron mm. or something or caged heart yeah. it's just like something bad is about to happen there were a few times when music was used differently between run route and another and it threw me off and i don't know if that was just the order i played them uh one example was that in Hanako's route there's a song called red velvet that plays when you are at like the jazz bar and yeah. you're playing pool with Hanako. and then that same song plays in Lily's route when you're at a fancy restaurant with her on a date. And both of mm. those settings are like, we're a little bit out of our element. We're outside of the school. We're with the person we're romancing. It's like, it's not a super heavy thing going on, but it is uh, um, a special moment kind of happening. Yeah. And then in Emmy's route, that song plays when you're at the Shanghai, which is just huh. like, not exactly like, yeah, you're outside the school, but you're at a cafe, you're getting coffee. It's not exactly the same level of, of formal as yeah. the other places were. And right. then the other one, um, the other one was in Rin's route. Did anyone who played Rin's route know what I'm talking about when I say that one? No, I really don't like, know. Okay. No. So there's a, there's a couple of songs that play in most of the, I'll call them adult scenes. And one of them, I, I think it's like Romance in Adante or something. And then one of them is yeah, Letting yeah. My Heart Speak. And let me search my notes. Romance. No, my notes are good for nothing. All right. Um, one of those songs that plays during every single one of the adult scenes in Rin's route, the art teacher goes into a speech and that song starts playing. <laughs> 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 yeah so that really i was like what's going on this doesn't feel right um kind of, yeah that would that would throw if i had noticed that that would have thrown me off yeah but yeah a lot of the music was really good and yeah the soundtrack is available for free from their website um you can tell it's midi in some places like the moment yeah. of decision there's a point where it goes through a bunch of piano keys one after another you could tell it's a computer but it's like i was really impressed um, yeah it Although what I, what I'll say is is what a, annoys me about the soundtrack they have on the website is that the there's there are two there's two versions of Red Velvet one yeah. that plays at um, oh is there yeah yeah one that plays when you're at the jazz club with Hanako and Lily right and that's the, that's the normal like saxophone but yeah. then when you're having dinner with Lily it's like piano. And oh. I was like, I was trying to find it because the piano one is is really really good, but it's not in there for some reason. I did not even notice that when I was playing Lily's. I was like, oh, this is Red Velvet, same song. Huh. Yeah. Well, that is interesting. Have you tried looking through the game files and seeing if you can find it? Uh, no, but it might be in there somewhere. Yeah, I might look later. That is interesting, because there were some other ones that there were multiple versions, but they're all included in the soundtrack. That have a couple different um the one moment that was really cool all right so rin's route didn't have a lot going for it in my personal book it didn't hit me in the way that i was waiting for it to hit me uh but there was one one time when it did i was like wow and it um yeah i guess it was just a wow moment i'm looking for the name of the song i feel like i'll know it when i see it here yeah, I, I don't know where it's at, but there's a song that plays during all the time skips. And by time skip, like when there's explicitly when the oh, logo um, comes on the screen. You know what it's called? called? 
Yeah, uh, ooh, I'd recognize it if I saw it. Yeah, I'm looking through all the files. Oh, it's literally called Passing of Time. Yeah, Passing of Time. That's okay. It, that's it. Yeah, so that plays every time there's a time skip. And Rin's route was the fourth route that I played. So I had heard this thing a lot. And like a lot of times a time skip happens right after an event. So you're emotional about what's going on. And then you hear this. And it's it's a nice little tune. It's like, you know, 10 seconds. and it, But it's, it's nice. And then there's a moment in Rin's route. I actually think it's during an adult scene. But after the climax, if you know. Um, but then that song plays and then it's the entire song. And I had yeah. no idea that it was, that that was like a whole song. Um, yeah, it, so that it, was cool. it, it, if you actually, if you, um, if you pause it during one of the transitions, you can listen to the whole song. Oh, really? I never yeah. tried to, I would worry that it was going to break if I did that or something. <laughs> um, well, yeah, let's see. Anyone else have, uh, things you want to bring up? I'm scrolling through my notes. Uh, it's just if you're thinking about getting into visual novels, it is a very it's a very niche one, but it's a very good one to start with. Yeah, and, it's it's very palatable, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. And there are. Go ahead. Go on. No, you can go on. I, I wasn't just. Oh, I was, I was just going to talk about visual novels in general, so you can you can keep going. Oh yeah, well, it's just basically it's just it's a very good kind of start off one because it'll give you a really good emotional connection, and while it is a bit a type of subject kind of like dating disabled girls it mm -hmm. they, they treat it very well with like a lot of humanity. yeah it's it's it does a pretty good job at like dealing with what might seem like a taboo subject but if, if anything that's that's sort of a, a a point a major like the major thesis of the game is that you know people with disabilities are still people exactly. yeah and uh i'll just say that like when i first went to play it i just i hadn't seen the game played i just heard about it mm -hmm. having been played on the mic cast and so I went in and I was like, this sounds ridiculous. I, I kind of figured it would be kind of like the pigeon dating sim. Yeah. yeah. And and so I went in and then I was like, hmm, this music's actually pretty good. And I started playing the game and I was like, oh, this is this is heavy. This is not as yeah. expecting. And then I just sat down and I like no-lifed it for a weekend. It is, yeah, because it's kind of, like I was going to talk about the pigeon sim, but how that was like kind of lighthearted and it was just funny. I was kind of making fun of dating sims. This is really... It really hits you, like where where you live. <clears throat> yeah, I, uh, especially, for, especially for bad endings. That's one of the reasons I really wanted to do a podcast talking about this because I coming from like I was introduced to the the genre of visual novels through the Mikecast, mm -hmm. and I think they pick they well I know they've said in the past they only pick novels that have like a weird thing to them. Um, mm -hmm. So I just assumed that all visual novels were just freaking weird and that the people who played them were weird. And I don't tell anyone IRL that I watch the Mikecast and I would never pick up one of these games myself. It's only okay because I'm watching other people do it. Um, but then, yeah, I was so surprised by the story in this one that when I, when I went and decided to download this, I've always been very adamant. I'm a nerd. I am not a geek. Like I, and this is no offense to anyone who is, but like, I don't do Star Wars crap. I don't watch anime. Like I don't want to be seen as that kind of person IRL. So I was really like hesitant. Do I actually want to open up this door and download a visual novel to play? Not for a video, not to, so I can, not specifically so I can talk about it, even though we ended up doing a podcast anyway, but I wanted to download it just to experience it myself. I was like, do I actually want to do this? And it was a, a really, like they said, it, it was a crazy ride, and it was a cool experience. And it is, a, I think, a good introduction to how powerful the, the genre can be. I think a good way to explain it to people who don't really know what visual novels are would be it's like a choose-your-own-adventure book. 
uh, but it works a little better because since it's on a computer, you don't have to flip back and forth between pages. When you make a decision, the story just keeps flowing and it goes down whatever path you take it. Exactly. And like the way you, um, the way you like read a book, you can get very, very heavy emotional responses from this. But yeah. then if you can imagine that coupled with your own decisions, coupled with music, yeah. it, really, it, it can really affect you um, yeah. in a much more it's... powerful way than a book can. It's one of those media similar to, I guess, any any other intersection of visual and literary media, whether it be like manga or graphic novels or what have you, that it can be especially powerful if pulled off the right way because right. you have the support of not only the written word, but also of the visuals, even if they're not amazing. Because while Katao Shoujo certainly has very good music, I'd say the art is okay at best. It's yeah, certainly yeah, it's, 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 taking the longest time to do. Yeah, one of the I almost didn't play the game. I didn't even want to watch the MyCast play it for a long time because I had seen a screenshot of like Lily on the screen and I didn't like how her hair was all crinkly. I was like, I don't like that art style. So I almost even I almost didn't even watch the MyCast play it because of the art. Yeah, but uh, oh, no. not to say the art's actually that bad. I got used to it after a while, but yeah, it, it has its own style. Like the the character sprites are pretty simplistic looking. Yeah, and. And of course, the backgrounds are just mainly, I think, pictures are they of pictures? I, the entire time I was like trying to figure out, was this, this has to be a picture with a filter over it, but it it's, is, yes. it, okay, yeah, like, I, that's actually been stated? Yeah, uh, it, it will, it's basically, uh, as far as I know, it like, is. I, I, some of them I, you I, can tell it definitely is, just because there's too much detail for it to actually be drawn. But it's, it's done really well, like, it could be drawn if someone well, actually... Yeah, it's, it's got the right kind of filters on it where you don't really notice it. I want to say most of uh, Yamaku's campus is actually brown, but I could be wrong. What do you mean by that? Like, like they the recolored it? Like, the university. Okay, so, alright, so you're saying all of the pictures of Yamaku in the game came from the same location physically. It wasn't just disparate pictures put together. Um, I think... Or most of I them, think, at least. I think some of them were. I might be completely wrong about... Okay. Wait, actually, no. Uh, I know the front gate is. That, okay. fr that one front gate is... I'm looking at the front gate for Brown right now. It's definitely that. But oh, when you say Brown, me. that's the name of a university? Oh, Brown yeah, Brown University. <laughs> oh, I, I was like, are you saying that the people saw Brown and they painted them in green? They're, they're all kinds of different colors. But, okay. Uh, yeah, Brown University. All right. Um, okay, that gets a little better. I, I don't think the entire entirety of all the Yamaku backgrounds are, but I think a good number of them are. But yeah, I think, I think they are um, just filters. But it still does a good job, I think. Yeah. They, the so characters don't look out of place with the background. Yeah, it, it, with right. the because the, usually the backgrounds are pretty out of focus, but and even with the the filter, so I think the characters are able to blend in. Uh, it, art basically art isn't you know a huge issue with the game, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah, I mean you can get used to it even if, if you don't like it. I mean, it does. Yeah. It does look very good. Like I, I, in my opinion, I actually I enjoy the art style. But if yeah. you don't, like that's kind of. You can get used to it. It's not. It's not. Yeah, you can. You can definitely get used to it. It's not like, I. There are some visual novels with just kind of horrendous looking art that I don't ever see myself. Regardless of how good the actual story is, I couldn't see myself actually reading. Mm -hmm. Um. Well, yeah. I encourage anyone who. I mean, at this point, you've got a ton of spoilers, but still, going down to the game if you uh, if you want a an introduction to visual novels. The other thing I wanted to mention about Katao Shoto specifically has to do with the disabilities. Um, I know this sounds kind of weird. So 
in the past with Nerd on the Street specifically, my and like the other people at Nerd on the Street will tell you this, my stance on accessibility has always been don't be disabled. Like we displaced seasons one and two, the DVDs have no captions on them because we didn't make captions until Amazon made us make captions. My website has a ton of ugly hacks that like screen readers, there's no way they'd be able to tell what's going on on the screen. And I've never, I've, I think a lot of people, especially for like more physical things like missing limbs, um, have a, I don't want to say a bias, but like there's, you, you think things about people who are physically disabled and as weird as it sounds, after playing this game, like I actually have an urge to be a little better about that. Um, does anyone else have thoughts on it? Like, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Think, I think I think the I think the message of disabled people are still people is very strong and very well done. Uh, despite any other shortcomings it might have narratively, I think well, the themes it's trying to push are very well done. Yeah. Uh, so I think I think definitely anyone and there it would make most people think. To be sure, like I think there are some places where the disabilities were romanticized a little bit. Um, yeah. Like I I saw online someone mentioned like as a trivia thing. Oh, you never see Lily's eyes crossed even though she's blind. And in real life, blind people apparently have a big problem with their eyes getting crossed because they're not really using them. Um, which I didn't know before I read that trivia. But then another one was like Hanako has burns on half her body and seeing burns on a cute anime girl is one thing when they're like illustrated burns, but then yeah. it's an entirely different thing in real life, actual burn skin. Um, but definitely I think it, it made me think a little bit about that. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 Cause it's a subject that you don't really think about uh, right. because it's kind of uncomfortable. Like it's, it's no fault of disabled people. It's just, right. It's not something you want to think about. Um, and the way this game plays is you can, you can kind of come to terms with it in a in a more animated way, and then you can kind of it, it, it kind of helps. I feel. Yeah, I mean that's part of the narrative is the character is now finding himself classified as one of these people, and he's right. at the beginning he he thinks the same way that a lot of people do, where he's like now I'm in the middle of a of a freak show, but throughout the game he comes to terms with these are people, and I'm not normal, but these people are also okay, um, even though they're not normal either. Mm-hmm. And. Uh... Yeah. With with him in the Hanukkah wrote, he you kind of see that like the the scar, even if it isn't like a big disability, like to him it represents like being disabled, and so it's like a huge yeah. thing for him to show her. Yeah, yeah. Because even I think the major defining characteristic of, of Hanako is, if nothing else, like if you were to take this fictional character into be into real life, like you said, it's kind of hard to imagine given you know it's a cute anime girl with some you know drawn on scars mm-hmm. if she would look pretty you know to put it bluntly hideous with this horrible burning all over her body so yeah. i mean yeah it, it's I, I think it's more uh like rooney said it's more of a symbolic kind of disability than an actual physical limitation yeah mm-hmm. but it, all right. it just shows that oh go ahead it just kind of shows that even people who aren't um disabled can be alienated from society because of the way they look and it can, it can kind of it kind of like it i think it tackles it very well yeah um, i'm a big I'm that kind of thing i'm kind of just like you know treat everyone normally but it, it does kind of hit a you know i'm, I'm, yeah. I'm like, i mean everyone I'm wants to quote treat people normally everyone wants to be yeah. able to do that but but yeah there's it's not like jacob i just don't really care that much which sounds bad but it's just 
you know, it's, we don't really deal with it as an issue. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, you guys want to wrap it up or go for a little bit longer? I don't mind. I'm kind of happy wrapping it up. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's a good. That's yeah. a good stopping point. It's, um, it's pretty late for you, right? Tarmac. <laughs> yeah, it's like one a.m. now. It's ten to one. Ah. Jeez. And like in the middle of finals week or something too, right? This is gonna be yeah, great for you. Um, and, uh, yeah. All right. Well, we will wrap it up then. Hey, thank you guys so much for coming here and talking about this. Um, it's yeah, fun. it's awesome to have some people to talk about this kind of stuff. Because like I said, like my IRL friends would not have any idea what's going on with this stuff. But it's great to have uh, people online to share things with. And hopefully, we've got some viewers who are going to be interested in in visual novels and things like that who might not have been before. Um, but yeah, for now, that is. Someone say something. Yeah, I'd say just definitely give visual novels a chance. Like, you may not think you're into them, but they they can really have an impact on you. Yeah. So yeah, that's episode seventy five of the Nerd in the Street podcast, and I don't know when the next episode's going to be. We're not actually doing these on a regular basis right now, but yeah, all the links to the game and and the music and everything we talked about will be in the link dump down below. And thank you guys so much. Do you guys have like Twitters or something you want to plug for people to find you? Uh, yeah, if you want to follow me, I'm at Kavanaugh underscore Cormac. If we can just throw that in the link, don't, it's kind of hard to spell. It's an Irish yeah. name. Send me the spelling. Uh, yeah. I, I don't, I don't necessarily, I don't have really like a Twitter I'd plug, but if anyone wants to read my poetry, you can follow me on Tumblr at Verba Neminus, which I'll send you the spelling okay. if you'd like Please to do. that too. Uh, I mean, if you want to subscribe to my dead YouTube channel, that's, that's <laughs> always an option. Uh, and that would just be uh, Dunbrack Rooney. Okay. Um, so yeah, that's all for, for this podcast. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. We'll see you guys later. Bye. All right. See you. See you. Uh.